Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. So if you can just tell us a trade you're going to make it now, you know, we can just leave you alone until the deadline. Promise? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it's a it's that time of year where, you know, you'll say, well, I'll talk to you now, but, you know, in the next week or so, well, we're going to be pretty busy. Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, you know, we have a couple weeks and, a lot of phone calls today, but it just picks up in volume and intensity as we as we go for the next two weeks. And um, you know, I think that you know, we're not about to make any deals today. I think obviously we're going to you know, see where we are, and, and our hope certainly is that we, that we play well for the next two weeks. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll sort of assess. And I don't want this to be a day to day assessment type thing. Like obviously that's it's baseball, but you know I think we um, you know we need to make up ground in first place. We need to make up ground in five hundred. Oh. That's that's important. How hard is this decision for you, knowing that the team has shown some really good signs of playing well together and getting momentum going? At the same time, you have to look at the long-term health of your team. Yeah, I mean, I think it, yeah, I think these decisions are hard. Um, and you know, like I said, I think we want nothing more than to, to play really well, really well over the next two weeks. Um, but but those will decisions. In, in, you're, you're, you're asking the question, they're phrasing the question about like what it would be like if we're selling. But I think the decisions are hard no matter what this time of year. I don't think that uh, buyers view their decisions as, uh, as simply either. It's a, it's a complicated time of year, and there's a number of teams that are in um, sort of similar positions. And so I think a lot will, uh, will play out around baseball over the two weeks now here and, and elsewhere in terms of teams. Uh, you know, figuring out exactly where they are and making their best e- or making their best estimate of that uh, at the right time and, and making decisions. How much discussion is there? We need to be this many games within a playoff spot at this point before you know we make a decision. Well, how much talk is that? Yeah, so I, mean, I will. I will say we've had a lot of talk. Uh, you know, during the during the break, um, you try to try to have conversations and moments like that where it's, you know there's no games, we're clear headed. We probably slept, you know, all those different things. But um, 
I'm not going to give you our exact criteria, but like obviously, like we're 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 trying to make decisions um, as uh, you know, as a, in the most educated fashion possible, not not using emotion and not using like one day's loss or one day's win, and, and that's I think the most important thing. And like I said before, like the, the simplest way to say it is that we do need to make a brown on first. We do need to make a brown on five hundred. You guys have an exact criteria. We're working on it. <laughs> you won't know it, but yeah, <laughs> you are uh, you are in the commodities business, and uh, at least during the trading deadlines and off season. By that, you know, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, gold goes high, silver goes low. Uh, how much does that weigh in on your decisions? Where you say, well, we, we can improve, but here, if we make this kind of move, we vastly improve. Yeah, well, I mean, I think you, you're always trying to study you know, past deadlines and trying to trying to figure out how, like how much did um, this decision or that decision you know, change a, a team's actual playoff odds. And um, I think that's an important thing. You know, obviously we're you know we're making decisions based on this year, but obviously you know you can learn from the past and learn what what other teams did in similar positions, or learn how much a certain decision swung their odds in different ways. And there's a lot of different ways to to do things this time of year. It's not one. There's not one way to, to run a deadline. I think there's a lot of ways to do it. I think mean, the important thing is to be clear-headed and decisive when you make the decisions. What were your impressions of the first half, the pros and the cons that you saw? Um, yeah, I would say um, frustrating in a sense that, I, you know, I think from a component standpoint, uh, from a run differential standpoint, we were a better team than our record. I think we've talked about that kind of ad nauseum with this group. So that part was frustrating. I think... There's some very good individual uh, performances. Um, I think as a team, we didn't hit well enough in clutch situations. We didn't pitch well enough in clutch situations. And I think that ultimately is why our record isn't as good as our components. Um, that's kind of my overall assessment. How much does that matter now, though, the component part of it? Because you are where you are at this point in the break. So you can say, we think we should be better and we hope to be playing better, but the numbers are what they are. How much does that that dichotomy playing now. Yeah, a lot. I mean, I think I, I think I said that a couple of weeks ago. You know, they're not going to fly a banner for for you know component stats. You know, ultimately you are what your record is. I do think it's really important in, in this job that you try to you try to look at that stuff. It is really important. You know, uh, you know, being a team that's uh, eighteen and two in one run games but has a really good record. Like you have to realize at some point, you know, yes, you bank those wins, but at some point that's not going to continue. And vice versa. So it is important to look at it. You have to take an educated look at what you're actually doing. Um, but you can't go back in time. Like no, the teams that have had fortunate first halves aren't giving those wins back. And you know we can't we can't go grab them now. So we, we are where we are. You're right. We're five games under. But you know, ultimately, I do think it's important to to evaluate the overall strength of your team. But, but you've but got, that, you've got, like, you've got uh, some guys, whether they're heading into free agency or not. Guys who could be in demand at the trade deadline, but could also be a part of a winning team here next season. Here, what, how do you approach balance that kind of thing? Out? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's the I think that's ultimately the, the balance. Um, you know, try you know that is the balance. Trying to make those decisions. Obviously, you know, there's nothing we want more than to 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 add to you know to continue to win this season. But we're you know if we if we are in a position where that doesn't look like the right bet to make, then we'll, we'll pivot. Because there's so many teams now in the postseason, the trade deadline in a couple of weeks, are the phones starting to ring a lot more now than they used to? Um, you know, a lot of the dialogue right now is, um, 
sort of post-draft, um, you know, teams will check in before the draft or during the draft, but it's pretty light conversation most of the time. And, you know, yes, there's there's definitely some early deals. We did some deals in early July when we were selling uh, 2012 to 14, but by and large, I think you expect it to go fairly late. So the volume and intensity will sort of pick up almost daily as we as we get into the final week or so. And I think that's that's the, what I would expect. I think that there are some very clear buyers out there. Um, there's a lot of teams that I think are still trying to figure out exactly, you know, where they stand. And, you know, I think that um, there's a lot of teams where a good 10 days or a bad 10 days could, could change their, what they're doing. And so I think that's been the nature of a lot of conversations. When, when you envision a strong matchup possibility with a club or two, um, how quickly do you send out your, your major league scouts to look at you know, AAA, AA to see what you know what is available there if we need to add these this player or that player in a deal? Yeah, I mean there's some late stuff that we do, but I, mean, I think our job is to be prepared for that in advance. So you know, I think you have to you know you have to anticipate you know um, and prepare for the, both the buy side and the sell side, and that's the that's the nature of it. And I think we we've, we've certainly done that, but. You know, we have meetings the, the, the whole year to, to make sure that our, the coverage is good, to make sure our looks on guys are good, and the, the makeup information is good. So, yeah, I think you're always you're always you know, you know preparing all the time for that. Um, and it, yes, it is a little bit more complicated in the year where the, the, you know that path is undecided. But you know, I think that's the that's the job. When you talk about the team being better than the record says, is there an argument to be made to buy early, to be a little bit more aggressive early? Uh, in the, before the deadline to try and cover up that margin of error a little bit and push a little bit more to get those wins. Yeah, um, I mean, I think that's always complicated. I think that there's, you know, there's you know, fewer um, true sellers now than there, there, there will be, so I think that makes it complicated. I think there's a, whether people say there is or not, there's a significant early movement, mover tax on that. So, um, the concept isn't, isn't isn't wrong at all, but like a lot of times the execution of that theory can be very difficult. Jed, how has the team's play kind of shifted your perception of what you guys might need at the deadline if you were to add? Um, I don't think it really has. Honestly, like I think that the things that we've, we've talked about needing um, have been fairly con- you know fairly consistent. Um, and, 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 and frankly, I don't I don't really barring an injury, I don't really see that changing. I think that the things that we would target have been the things we probably would have said you know, a month and a half ago. Have the rule changes impacted um, how you view like constructing a team and needs and what you know now maybe is taking place versus before the rule changes and how players are performing at all? I don't know what the metrics are showing or anything. No, I, mean, I actually think we're, you know, the fact that we have really good infield defense, I think certainly that's, that's helped us um, adjust. Um, you know, there's definitely some teams out there that have, you know, Really significant team speed that can really push things. I think mean, the Diamondbacks and the, you know, the Reds and the Orioles be you know, three teams that I think really can push it. I don't think we have the ability to. We have we have some athleticism and team speed, but not at that level. And certainly um, that's appealing. You know, thinking about thinking about you know how you build a team in this era, and certainly playing against those teams, uh, they really can put the pressure on you uh, with stolen bases being you know it's, it's an easier thing to do now. So um, that's one area. Um, we're good in that area. We're not exceptional, and we obviously we want to be exceptional. And you're only half into it. Do you have a feel for what type of player Suzuki will be? I think I've got a good feel for who he will be. I think he's had ups and downs. Um, 
I think he's you know he sees the ball exceptionally well at the plate. And he's got one of the best right-handed swings in the game. He has power. Um, and I think he's had you know glimpses and moments and weeks and you know periods where he where he looked like um, he put all those things together. And then he's had times when he when he hasn't. You know, and our hope is that as, as as we go on, that he'll, he'll, he'll stretch those out. I mean, everyone in, in this game has ups and downs, but like hopefully he can stretch out some of those hot streaks a little, a little longer. The tools are all there to, to be an exceptional player, and I think that he's shown glimpses, and hopefully he'll show you know more than just glimpses going forward. Jed, what was your first impression of Matt Shaw, you know, just from your introduction to him and getting you know feedback yeah. from him? Well, you know, all the, all the makeup stuff we did on him was, was ex- exceptionally good. Um, we knew that before the draft, and my, you know, my conversations with him were, were really positive. And um, I think he's he's always hit. You know, he looked what he did in Maryland. We did on the Cape last year. He's always hit, and he's really athletic. And I'm uh, just you know excited to, to get him and a lot of those guys into the system and, and let him go. Were you sold after the 507 foot home run? <laughs> <laughs> you know, to, to me, you know, his performance, like you know, obviously at Maryland was, was very good, but. You know, love to see guys that go and play and play with Wood in the Cape and, and really excel, and that was a that was a big selling point. It seems like this time of year, and there's always so much speculation on like the top starting pitchers to move around the deadline. What is it like knowing that you have Steele, Stroman, other veterans in the rotation that if you guys can get on a roll, can be really valuable late in the season and, and even in you know playoff matchup? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, you know. So many teams are looking for starting pitching right now, and I think that we we felt our starting pitching has been really solid. There's been some ups and downs at times, but um, you know, by and large, it has been a sort of a, a real staple for us. And I think when we've been uh, steady, I think we've, we've gotten just, you know one good start after another. And so it is comforting. I, I think this team has shown they can go on rolls. I think where we've fallen short is uh, you know, we've kind of followed some of those with um, with real dips. You know, I think that the the week, the the the, the Marlin Washington road trip. Uh, after we played played really well through a tough stretch in April and we played really good baseball, that was a tough one. And then I thought, you know, um, sort of coming back from London and struggling against uh, against Philly and Cleveland, like we sort of at the times that we played exceptionally well, then we also kind of followed it with a we gave back way too many games to 500 quickly, and and that's something we have to stop. You know, I think that. Um, We've shown we can be good for long stretches, but we need to not have those kind of dips. Um, we've been really good about kind of grinding out against good teams and, and winning, you know, two out of three. I think when you look at the, the teams that we've won series against, it's, it's you know, the Dodgers and, and Padres and, you know, Rays and Orioles and the Yankees and, and, and Mets. And, you know, we've done a really good job of going through very good teams and winning two out of three. Our challenge has been we've gotten swept, and, um, you know, that's, you know, by, you know, we got swept by the Marlins. We got swept by you know, the Reds. You know, we obviously got swept by the Angels. And so, like those 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 series have really been hard on us. And uh, that that's the consistency we need to, to find. We need to still grind out those two out of threes, but but not have that dip that, that gives up those games to, to 500. When you came in in 2011, you, you pretty much said in the followed suit that there was no untradeable players as far as you go. Obviously. You have to give a lot for things, but has that philosophy changed at all for you uh, as the yeah. president? Yeah, I mean, I think we have guys that we want to, to build around. I mean, certainly that's uh, there's no secret who those guys are. Um, you know, I, I think you try to look at it that way, and I think that you, I think when you say that, it's more of a philosophy. Like, you know, we have to do the right thing for the organization. And if someone was going to back up the truck and give us 
you know, way too much for, for a player that we would have to, to listen. But, you know, I think we have a number of players on this team that we see as building block players that we're excited to have for a long time and, and the goal is to build around those guys. So I don't really spend any time thinking about that. It's really about how do we build uh, the right pieces around those guys and um, our hope is that we can we can do that going forward. Canario going back up for AAA. I mean, obviously, like a pretty tough injury. What have you seen from him, you know, Throughout the season, the rehab, and now yeah. getting back up. Well, there. he's just, he's just a great kid. Yeah, I know um, Kevin Alcantara has been was on fire while he was there, and I know a lot of people credit you know, a lot of his kind of mentorship. Uh, really helpful. He was a great teammate. He worked incredibly hard through you know, two really tough rehabs. I mean, it's one thing to rehab one injury; it's not anything to rehab two injuries at the same time. And you know, he's already obviously performed at Double A, performed in Triple A. So for us, it's just a matter of like. Getting him healthy and getting him back to AAA and, and letting him or letting him go, but uh, he's a great kid and um, try not to evaluate you know him too much right now. Let him just get get going, get playing, and I think once once he really gets comfortable out there, gets gets at bats under him, I think he'll, he'll be right back to where he was. Awesome, thank you guys. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field, and then I, uh, I look over at my dad, and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.